Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for causing a 40 plus year friendship to end? We'll get into that in a bit, but first. Am I the jerk for refusing to tell my husband where I was after he jokingly kicked me out of the house for the night? Last night my husband had friends of his over. After I'd gone to bed they were all still awake drinking and playing games and being loud, which was annoying to me because I needed to get up for work this morning. When I went out to ask them to stop making so much noise because they were keeping me awake, my husband said to me, Go sleep someplace else if you're so bothered. It was supposed to be a joke. He was quoting a show or something, but in the moment it very much ticked me off. So I did go across the hall to our neighbor's apartment and slept there. After a while, my husband started calling and texting me to ask where I was. I replied to one text only saying someplace else and then ignored him after that. My husband saying that I took it too far because I knew that he was just drunk and trying to be funny and I should have told him where I went because he was worried about me all night. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk, but I don't necessarily think it was the best way they could have handled it. I mean, going somewhere else and leaving it completely unclear as to what you were doing or where you went. Considering what happened, it's understandable, but it still feels a bit petty to be like, no, I'm not saying anything. I just hope the husband can learn to apologize when they clearly screwed up. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sister her son is only special to her? I, female 26, have three older siblings. This is about my oldest sister Abby, female 37. Abby has a son, 5, and I have a daughter, 1. Abby dealt with years of fertility issues and had probably 10 plus miscarriages. Then she had her son and of course, he was Abby's miracle rainbow baby. We were so happy for her, but then it led to Abby spoiling her son and letting him get away with everything because he's a miracle and he's special. Everyone has always bit their tongue when it comes to her son because of that. On Saturday, I had my daughter's first birthday party. It was mostly family and a few of my close friends were invited. I invited Abby and her son because everyone else in our family was invited, so I felt bad excluding her. We had different activities for the kids to do. Abby's son didn't like any of them. He was upset none of the presents were for him. He didn't want to eat any of the food we had. He then decided to try and push the cake off the table because apparently he was mad the cake wasn't his. I got super upset at Abby for allowing her son to act that way. She went on to say that her son is special. I said her son is only special to her, which is understandable, but to everyone else, he's a spoiled brat, which shouldn't be overlooked because he was your special miracle baby. Abby called me a bench and left crying. A few family members have since called me a jerk because I've never dealt with a miscarriage, so I don't understand how painful it was for Abby to deal with years of that before her son. It's not that I don't realize her son is special to her but it doesn't give the excuse for Abby to allow him to act like a spoiled brat. I was gonna try to think of like some kind of analogy, but really I don't want to downplay the seriousness and the pain that miscarriage causes people. But the bottom line here is OP's absolutely correct. Special to them or not, that doesn't give you a pass to not parent your kid in a public place. I'm just waiting for Abby and their kid to end up getting in a situation that's very pricey because their kid couldn't keep their hands to themselves. 
Better not take that kid to a museum or something. Or God forbid you let your kid run wild at the zoo. They deserve to crawl into the exhibit. They're my special rainbow baby. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not waking up early and helping my mother-in-law with chores? I, female 25, have been married for a year now. It's customary in our culture that women stay with their in-laws after marriage. I didn't subscribe to this and told my husband, then boyfriend before marriage itself, that I want to live separately. He agreed, since he himself wanted to live away from parents and build his own life. But as a compromise, we would still visit them and stay at their place every couple of months. It is again customary. Daughter-in-law helps mother-in-law with household tasks. The stench of patriarchy. In our house, that is mine and husband's. We're equals. We do chores together. In in-law's place, it's always his mom who does the majority of chores. She was a stay-at-home mom too. When I'm visiting, I'm expected to help her with the chores. Not my husband, just me. I just rope him in as well. The major issue is that everyone there wakes up at 5.30 to 6 a.m. That's way too early for me, even on days when I have work. So we go there on my off days. I just want to sleep in, at least till 8 or 9 a.m. Initially, they didn't say much about this, just a bit of snide comments that I let go. Choose my own battles and all, but today, morning, my mother-in-law made a big show of how I never help her with chores. Let me clarify, she wakes at 6am and finishes most tasks by 9am. By the time I'm awake, it's all done. I help prep, but that doesn't count to her. The fact that I don't slave away in the kitchen is making her mad. When she went on a whole woe on me act, my husband, who normally supports me, also got mad at me. He asked me why I couldn't wake up a few days out of the month earlier than I want to and help his mom. When I said he can help his mom himself since he wakes up anyway, He said that's not the point. He said he doesn't ask much of me and this is the least I can do. Respect his parents when we're staying under their roof. I got mad and told him, I don't want to stay under their roof and neither do I have to. With that, I just packed my bags and left that place. Now my parents and husband are blasting my phone for overreacting. Am I the jerk? Because I see a lot of comments asking me to help my mother-in-law. No one has anywhere to be. It's literally the weekend. There is no requirement for things to be done by that time. Other than the fact, it's how we do here, and I help her meal prep, cut veggies and everything the night before. I clean the house too, roping in my husband as well, though we literally visit for two days. Also, to people who commented I shouldn't go then, my initial agreement before marriage with them and my husband was that I wouldn't go. I work full time in a different city. I want to relax on weekends. They kept calling, begging, and guilt tripping. I finally agreed to visit. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. As in one weekend a month, we go there Friday after office and return Sunday night. That's literally the entire weekend and duration of stay. If I wasn't there, I would be sleeping in till 12 noon or after. Husband knows this well. Because I respect his home, I'm getting at 8 to 9. It feels like yet another working day to me. Getting at 6 a.m. is like overtime on an already hectic 12-day week. To all who are guessing, yes, I'm Indian, from Kerala to be precise. And yeah, I know many other cultures have this in common. Reading each of your stories makes me sadder and braver at the same time. So it's definitely, like OP said, a very cultural thing expected in that culture. I'm very removed from anything like that. I wouldn't begin to understand really how it feels to be in that kind of a situation. But I do know that I wouldn't want to be going over to somebody's house just to wake up at 5.30 in the morning to clean all day for multiple days in a row and slave away while the other members of the family, simply because of their gender, get to kick their feet up and have fun. I mean, let's be real, when you have free will and a choice, how many weekends do you go over there doing nothing but slaving away and cleaning up and helping them while your partner sits back and hangs out with the rest of the family? until you're just done with it. To me, it would feel like after a while that it's like your husband throwing some shackles on you and taking you on over to the in-laws. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to repaint my niece's nursery? Back when my sister was pregnant with her daughter, she asked me if I would paint the nursery for her. She wanted this really detailed job done and wanted her daughter's name, Melody, painted on the wall. I wasn't sure about it because my sister's known to take advantage of me being her older brother but I ultimately agreed because I figured I would just set boundaries. She was impossible to work with, pushed my boundaries, and I was working on it a lot longer than intended because of how much she wanted done and how detailed she was about everything. It took about two weeks of me doing a few hours every day for her to be okay with it. I told her I was done and said she'd need to find someone else for the next kid if she has one. My niece was born a week ago, and my sister changed her mind about the name because she said it was too similar to my daughter's name, so she decided on the name Birdie for her daughter. Cool. She told me I'd need to fix the name in the nursery, and I told her no. She'll have to find someone else to fix the name in the nursery because I won't be doing that again. She said it'll look off if done by someone else, and I told her it's not my problem. She yelled at me, and then she tried to get my wife to change my mind. My wife told her where to go and said she had taken up so much of my time on the nursery anyway that she was rude to demand more. I was ticked when my sister went to my wife behind my back. I was so dang proud of my wife for not letting my sister make those demands. 
My sister told me I'm being a jerk and her daughter doesn't deserve for me to be petty over our issues. Am I the jerk? Yeah, I don't blame OP and I don't think they're the jerk. When you're volunteering your time because I'm assuming this wasn't a paid gig and it's just unbearable and takes way too much of your time, you're not the jerk for saying no, sister or not. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to babysit during brother-in-law's wedding? Me, 32-year-old female, husband, 34-year-old male. Two weeks before our 2018 wedding, brother-in-law got drunk during hubby's stag do. Brother-in-law and two cousins shared group texts with everyone at the party about me which were extremely offensive, resulting in an argument between husband and brother-in-law. No one ever apologized, the in-laws covered for those involved, said I overreacted, it was just British humor. These comments mocked my appearance, non-Brit accent, family, and health issues. I basically ignored everyone from that point on, always polite but distant, and made no attempts at friendship. At Christmas, we announced our pregnancy slash due date of August. At the same time, brother-in-law slash future sister-in-law announced their wedding date and venue for October 2023. The location is two hours from our house. A few days later, mother-in-law asks if I'd looked at the venue online, which I had. The venue caters to kid-free events. I said to mother-in-law that it looks lovely, but I was concerned about the kid-free element and distance from our house, since weddings are an all-day thing. Mother-in-law says, oh, they're not having a kid-free wedding. We got an invitation in the mail. It's kid-free, which is okay with us. With invitation was a note which read, At the request of mother-in-law and father-in-law, they've reserved a guest room at the venue for us night of the wedding. We politely replied to the RSVP saying we wouldn't be attending because we couldn't leave our baby overnight, as we have no one we feel comfortable leaving him with. He'll only be seven weeks. I have no family in the UK. Hubby's family will be at the wedding, and hubby said he won't go if baby and I aren't going. Next day, mother-in-law and father-in-law call upset that we aren't attending and say I could spend the day in the room during the wedding because it would look bad if hubby's not there. Hubby told them that it was ridiculous to expect me to spend the day in a hotel room with my infant. My father-in-law argued that several cousins had small children and were still attending, but we stood firm. One week later, father-in-law announces that a cousin's friend has agreed to watch all the family's kids, equals six kids under four years old, plus our seven-week-old in our home during the wedding since it's closest to the venue. We politely declined and explained, I just had a C-section eight days ago. I'm also not leaving my seven-week-old overnight with one stranger and a group of six kids. We thought that was the end of it. Three days ago, we get a message from one of the cousins asking to call about the wedding. I showed it to hubby and we forgot about it until yesterday. Cousin's wife called wanting to know what items she should bring for her daughter. Turns out father-in-law and brother-in-law told family that we aren't attending to keep all the cousin's children. I was mad, told her that was not true. I wasn't running an overnight drop-in service for a bunch of people who didn't even like me. In-laws are saying my refusal is embarrassing and makes them and brother-in-law look bad. Brother-in-law has called repeatedly. Several of group text participants have left messages to chat. My husband and some family is on our side, but others feel like I'm being petty and holding a grudge to ruin brother-in-law's wedding. So am I the jerk? I don't think OP is the jerk. I think this is a situation where clearly it just doesn't make sense for OP and their partner. And despite the repeated mix-and-match shuffling trying to figure it out, it's just not reasonable. Our next story is, am I the jerk for throwing away my stepdaughter's birthday cake? 
I've been in Emily's life since she was 14. She's now 17. My God, has it been rough. She's with us 50% of the time, and when she first moved in, we had a whole conversation about how to make this as easy for everyone as possible. If I have an issue, I'll talk to my husband and he handles all the discipline. This is a double-edged sword. She is as sweet as honey when her dad is there. Moments he's gone, she's a jerk. Her favorite thing for her to do at the moment is ruin my food. If I'm cooking, she'll dump salt into the stew or other things. It's so frustrating and I haven't been able to catch her. My husband knows and asked about it, but he won't discipline her without proof. So I set up a mini camera in the kitchen. Today I was making her cake, birthday in a week, but was going to surprise her before she went back to her mom. I put them in the oven and she goes over, takes them out and dumps a ton of salt on top of it. I threw them out and told her that that was her birthday cake and she's not getting a cake now for me. She goes to her father and tells him I messed up the cake and won't fix it for her. He comes home ticked at me and I show him the video and he's now even more ticked that I filmed in the house even though this has been a problem for a while and he wouldn't do anything. Everyone is calling me a jerk and I don't know now. Should I just remake the cake? Edit slash update. Now a bit after I posted, my husband came up and apologized to me. He fears he'll lose his kid if he's too strict. He did go and talk to his daughter and parented. It was a long talk and she came out and apologized to me after. It was long and broke down to his ex. She took a picture of the cake after and I didn't think much of it in the video. Well, her mom has been hounding her. She found it easier to cause me problems than tell her mom no. He's going to deal with his ex. He asked me to write a list of everything I can remember her doing and we'll go to a mediator. For my stepdaughter, she's grounded for a month and needs to cook four times a week for the family. She took this with grace, so I think there is hope and want to give it a try before blowing up the marriage. Well, needless to say, OP's not the jerk, and it's sad that it had to go to the lengths of OP secretly recording this just for anything to actually finally happen. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I mean, it feels like OP was being gaslit about this whole thing for quite some time. I'm glad that things are actually turning around for OP and there's a possible future and resolution in sight. This next story is, am I the jerk for not contributing to my daughter's wedding? I, 55-year-old male, have a daughter, 29-year-old female, who's getting married next year. I was an involved dad when she was young and we were close, but when she was in her teens, I cheated on her mother. My daughter didn't accept the divorce well. What she didn't and still doesn't understand is while her mother might be the best mother in her eyes, my ex wasn't the perfect wife. I'm not saying what I did was right, and I'm not trying to wiggle out of accepting responsibility for my decision to cheat. If I had a chance to do things differently, I would have divorced her mother first. It took me years of counseling to get over the PTSD for my ex-wife's emotionally abusive behavior. I tried my best to stay in my daughter's life, but since she was old enough to decide, court couldn't enforce visitation. I paid child support and extra on top for extracurriculars. 
I was involved in her life as much as she would let me. Periodically, I would reach out and kept the door open. we catch up once in a while. Now, last catch-up, she tells me she's getting married. I know of him, but I've never been introduced to her fiancé. I won't receive an invite to her wedding, but she asked if I can contribute. This just rubs me the wrong way. I want to support her, I really do, but I'm sick of being her wallet. I told her I would think about it, and she said I would suck as a dad if I don't support her. Am I the jerk for not forking out for the wedding? I'm at the point where I just want to remove her from my will and leave everything to my nieces and nephews. Yeah, I can't blame OP. I commend them for sticking with it and being as good of a parent as they can, even in a situation where it doesn't seem like the kid really wants anything to do with you. But at some point, and if I were in OP's position, I would feel like this is something I'm not going to get used over. Especially when they try to break out that emotional manipulation, when they haven't opened themselves up to you at all in the past. You would be such a bad father if you didn't fork over some more cash here. It's like, well, you don't really treat OP like a father anyways. I think true colors are being shown here. Maybe it's easier just to rip off this band-aid here and accept that she doesn't want a relationship, she just wants your money. Honestly, why fork over more money and pretend like there's actually anything there? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my in-laws to mind their freaking business when they intervened in a disagreement between my husband and I about our unborn son's name? I, 28-year-old female, have been married to my husband for 18 months and we're expecting our first child in November. Back when I first met my husband, we had discussed children and even naming children. We both wanted kids and both felt that kids deserve their own name and not honor names or long-standing family names. My husband has one. It's somewhat of a tradition and he told me it was complicated at the best of times, but also meant what felt like a very old man name was often continued on and on in the family with no time to let it rest. We discussed it all more in depth when we got engaged. We'd agreed that we would stand together and not give a son, if we had one, the family name that would be expected. We're now in the very position we had discussed, and my husband's changed his mind. The name in question is Arthur. The name has become far more popular in the last couple of years, and I worry that its rise in popularity and the familial pressure have made my husband give in and decide that we should stick to the tradition. I'm very upset about this fact, and my husband and I have been disagreeing for close to three months now on the topic of the name. I still stand by my belief that children should have their own name, and I still don't even like the name. He's gone back on our promise, and that stings. We were at his sister's house on Saturday for her daughter's third birthday party. While we were there, there were certain family members, mostly his mom, brother, and grandfather, who were telling us we should announce baby Arthur's name. And I told them Arthur was not going to be my son's name. My husband said we still needed to talk more about that and he would find a way to talk me around. His mom chimed in with a remark about trusting them to name babies over my own parents who sought to give me a trendy and boyish name, Riley. I told her she was being rude and she had no right to insult my parents. My husband told his mom that was stepping over the line. She said she was calling it like she saw. She also claimed my parents had an even bigger issue with middle names which according to her show that my parents only ever considered themselves and not me or my siblings. My husband told her to stop but he brought it up again and I told him I would not be pressured into a name we had both agreed multiple times we would not name our son. Then his family got involved again and told me I shouldn't want to deny my son the chance to hold the family name. They also told me it wasn't fair for me to unilaterally decide his name. 
I told them to mind their own freaking business, and I did say freaking because kids were around, and this was between my husband and me. They were shocked at how I spoke to them, and told me I should have apologized and left. They still want their dang apology. Am I the jerk? Now, to be fair, I don't really see the issue with the name Arthur. That said, it was something that you had agreed upon not doing in the past, and it definitely hurts for it to be turned right back around and go, yeah, no, actually, let's do it. Also, it is so rich of OP's mother-in-law chiming in and saying, your parents clearly only thought about themselves and not about you at all. When she's trying to push, giving your kid the family name, the family tradition name. Is that really thinking for the kid? Or is that you trying to push your agenda on this kid? Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to let my parents change my name? My parents regret what they named my brother and I. Not sure when it happened exactly, but the last couple of years, they attempted to use our middle names instead of our first names, which we put a stop to. My older brother is Ashton George, and I'm Caden Phillip. So my parents tried to call us George and Phillip or Phil. My brother told them to never call him George, and I told them I hated the name Philip and didn't want to use it or have people know what my middle name is. My brother left for college last year, and at the time, I knew they were talking to him about something, but I had no idea what. Now, I do. My parents approached me Saturday about the upcoming school year and the fact that it's my last year of high school, and said they wanted to legally change my name to Philip and to give me a new middle name that would be more professional and adult sounding. I asked them what made them think I wanted that, given I already told them not to call me that. They said they'd tried to appeal to my brother before he left for college, but he refused to entertain the idea, so they wanted to start earlier with me. They said they have huge regrets about our names, especially mine, as it's so trendy and not very professional sounding. I told them I liked my name and to let it go because I'm Caden whether they like the fact or not. My grandparents, dad's parents, were invited over to interfere in this as well. Apparently they never liked our names and are absolutely on board the he needs an old butt name to get somewhere in life. I was about to think about my future and how it'll look when I try to find a job with the name Caden or how much easier I'll find it to be taken seriously with a classic or old fashioned name like Philip over something trendy and bad like Caden. I learned that my parents cannot legally change my name at this age without my express consent, which is why they're pushing this so hard. Upon hearing this, I told them I would not discuss it with them anymore, and I refused to change my name. My parents and my grandparents all think I'm being unreasonable, and they say I should listen to their reasoning more and really think about it. I feel like this is so dumb. I talked to my brother and he said he still gets a comment here and there about his name. He lets it roll off his back. Am I the jerk? I guess the names might be considered kind of newer or a younger person's name, but I don't think anybody who's named Ashton or Caden is going to have any trouble getting a job because they're named Ashton or Caden. Those both sound like very normal names to me. And especially when you've experienced that being your name your whole life to the point where you're a senior or you're going to college, it's kind of ridiculous to try to force them to change their name when they're almost or literally are already adults. You wanted to start early, you maybe should have started a lot earlier. Picturing myself in their shoes, I'd be pretty upset if this happened to me as well. I like my name and the last thing I'd want is to be called by my middle name all the time and I would definitely hate being forced to change my name because somebody else doesn't like it. 
Our next story is, am I the jerk for putting my daughter in a light-colored dress for my friend's wedding? My 24-year-old female, friend 25-year-old female, dreamed her whole life of her wedding day. So when she got engaged, she became the most annoying person on the planet, and I say this fondly, but the truth is that she became someone very different from who she was. She started being rude to the people she hired to help with the wedding, and she's even rude to her own family and friends. And the last victims were my daughter and I. She got married a few days ago, and the dress code was dark colors because she wanted to be the only one to wear a light color, white dress. So all the guests respected it, even the children. The thing is that during the ceremony, my daughter had an accident and I had to change her dress, and the only dress she had was a pink one, and normally I would have packed another dark dress for her, but I'm pregnant and honestly I'm not feeling really well. I just made the effort to go to the wedding because she's my friend. I didn't have the strength to be checking all our bags. The wedding was in another city and the baby, my husband, 36-year-old male, and I had to pack clothes. So my husband was in charge of packing absolutely everything and he thought there would be no problem with a baby wearing a light-colored dress. So I had to choose that one and my friend didn't like the idea at all. According to her, the dress code was the same for everyone regardless of age. I told her I understood and that my daughter didn't have another dress and that pink color wasn't even a light color, but she wasn't interested in listening to me. She just got mad and now she thinks I wanted to sabotage her day. The worst of all of this is that my daughter is not 18 years old, she's 7 months old. And just for that very reason, I think I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, she has the right to choose the clothes she wants her guests to wear, but she can't get so angry with a baby, it doesn't make sense. Am I the jerk? It was accidental, it was an emergency, you're already going out of your way. I can't believe somebody on their wedding would be particularly threatened by a pink dress being worn by a 7 month old. I mean, come on, are you really that afraid that this kid is going to upstage you? I mean, how did it really ruin your wedding? Besides the mental gymnastics you had to create and jump through to believe that you're the victim in this. I genuinely feel like the only person at this wedding who is legitimately even going to think about it is just the bride. This next story is, am I the jerk for ruining my mom's 40 plus year friendship over friend's freeloading daughter? Mom's friend's daughter was moving to my city and her new job was starting three weeks before her lease. She desperately texted, asking to stay in my tiny one-bedroom apartment for three weeks. For context, I haven't talked to this girl for 15-plus years, but our moms are besties of 40-plus years. Our moms were bridesmaids, helped each other through family death, etc. Because of this, I felt a lot of pressure into saying yes, into letting her stay. The daughter, as I learned, is a bratty, spoiled 23-year-old who expects people to do everything for her for free while she spends her parents' money on $900 shoes and $1,000 plus designer homeware. Red flag number one. After I agreed to let her stay, I proceeded to ask her on the details of her arrival, assuming she would be considerate enough to give advance notice. Turns out she only gave me literally two days of notice of her three-week stay. Red flag number two to six, she then proceeded to freeload off of me for almost an entire month, living entirely for free in my apartment. She didn't offer to cover any apartment costs. She threw away my food from the counter. 
broke items, including my travel memorabilia, left moldy food on my dining table, lost my spare house key within five hours of her arrival, then asked to take my personal keys to get in and out of the apartment. I had to spend an evening running around Home Depot and locksmiths. Red flag number seven, the falling out. The falling out came with a weekend getaway to Maine I'd planned for my own vacation. When she asked my weekend plans, she then invited herself to tag along, which for her I guess means free. I paid for the rental car, the hotel, the gas money, the national park entry fees, and drove the entire trip, around 12 hours of driving in total. When it came time to pay for gas or any shared trip costs, she turned the other way. But then I watched her buy a $40 disposable camera, $8 lattes, and other exorbitant things for herself. After the trip ended, I split the trip cost in half, $200 each, and told her she can pay me back when able. She got mad and gaslit me, saying she didn't think she would have to split costs, that she's not in a position to split and that she contributed in small ways, i.e. paying a $4 parking pass and one coffee. I let out all my frustrations and ended by calling her a freeloader. She left the apartment angry and got her parents to book her a hotel room. Moms are super mad and their friendship is now quite tense. From my end, maybe I should have communicated problems from red flag number one, said no more, or been explicit about trip costs. I was trying to avoid conflict and never thought someone would be bratty enough to freeload my vacation. Am I the jerk? I mean, more communication never hurts, but I don't think OP's the jerk by any stretch here. I think they were a little too eager to let themselves get steamrolled in the situation, but definitely not the jerk. And if the parent of this girl is so stubborn about her daughter being right somehow, 40 plus year friendship or not, That's just some real delusion going on there. I mean, it's no surprise in that situation how the kid ended up like that anyways. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.